1: hey
3: welcome to the show welcome to the profanity nation podcast where we are the voice of the professional fan we are here every week, and as usual, I am joined here by my co-host, Pat. My How are you doing? I'm good, man. How you doing? you good. I'm feeling good. Uh, Money Mike is not with us. He is traveling for the holidays, so we have our man uh, that we can rely on, and you all know him well, Fredo Cervantes. How are you, Fredo? Yes, hey. sir. I'm good, man. How are you guys doing today? I'm nice. good. I'd be doing better if we could go ahead and uh, talk some good stuff about the Lakers. Yes. Well, it seems like we might. We no, be, it doesn't I mean, matter really what I mean, happens today. It's whatever Detroit. happens today,
2: we still going to be five hundred. <laughs> right,
3: yeah, exactly. Right. It's, true, it's, true, very true. It, it's still not exactly where we want to be. But if you watch the show, then you know that we always start the the Profanity Nation podcast with our guy Marco Nunez. So let's go ahead and bring him on with no further ado. Hey, Marco, how are you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. What's how are you guys doing? Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Thank you. you. We appreciate it. Um, So uh, Money Mike is not with us this week. However, we do have questions for you. We're going to start with our guy, Step Pat. He actually gets to talk this week because as you know, Money Mike (laughs) usually hogs. He literally gets upset when we ask too many questions, he's like, wait a minute, this is my segment. He's he like, literally my does segment, that. Right? Yeah, he's right.
2: like, you like don't have any questions to ask you, but, but that's okay.
3: Yeah, all right. I got so, my time to shine. There you go, stat. So go ahead, please.
2: Okay, so, um, you know, us in Lakerland, we're waiting for two guys to come back, Kendrick Nunn and also um, Trevor Ariza. Now, that you know, it's a sad state of affairs when Lakers are hope, putting their hopes <laughs> on, you know, Kendrick Nunn and Trevor Ariza, like they're going to turn it around. But here we are, right? So, um, Kendra Dunn, he actually has a, uh, they said a bone bruise in the knee yeah. and he's g- going to get reevaluated in two to three weeks. Now, um, I don't really know what that entails. I know when I get a thigh bruise or something like my knee, like I get knee in the thighs like really deep like muscle it was bruise. Like Charlie but, Ford. But it's like a Charlotte. But when it's not Yeah. But when they talk about like a bone bruise, like and also why he's not it's taking a while to come back. Like what are the trainers looking for and what do they need to see to get him back on the court?
0: So a, a bone bruise and a muscle bruise are, are, are kind of two completely things type of thing. One, you know, the advantage of, of having a bruise to the muscle is that you have a great blood supply to that area. So there's blood going in there. There's, you know, it's getting rid of some of the toxins They need the lactic acid, there's proteins, marrow, you name it, it's going in. It's just the healing process is huge. That's why, you know, a, a muscle strain kind of heals. A bone bruise, on the other hand, it's just an inflammation to that bone, even though there's, there's blood inside the area, but there's limited blood going in kind of to that area. So it takes a little bit longer to heal. That's why bone bruises... And the thing that sucks about it is that they're very, very unpredictable. Some people will come back in a week. Some people can take up to three months to actually be like, hey, I can actually play. The second thing you got to consider is where the location of the bone bruise is in the knee. Because um, anytime the player, especially in the sport like basketball, where you're constantly running and jumping and landing, they can constantly irritate that area. And if you constantly hit it, hit it, he might feel good, pretty good. But then if he keeps pounding on it, the next day it could be sore. And now he has another setback. So I think that's one of the issues that they have to be very considerate about is that, he has to go out there practice scrimmage and all that stuff and see how he reacts the next day or the next 48 hours to make sure he's fine top thing. Second thing is that if he's having some discomfort or a little bit of inflammation, he can create some compens- compensatory patterns, which then can lead to a bigger injury. And that's what you don't want. So, so you have to be very cautious. It, you know, I, you, you're right. You know, Everybody's like, hey, I've had a Charlie horse. i sucked mm-hmm. it up. you know, it was sore the next day, but I was back in two, three days. Right. It's different, Unfortunately. You know, I wish I could say, hey, you know, it's the same thing, but it's not. And that's the thing about bone bruises, they're very delicate, they're very unpredictable, and they're very hard to kind of to, hey, kind of see where they're at. And that's why they say they're gonna evaluate him every single day. You probably he'll probably practice or scrimmage a little bit, and you have to wait twenty four hours to see how he reacts.
2: Okay. Sure. Now I, you did say something earlier about um just just right now about like, you know, like players overcompensating when they have, like, one injury somewhere. Um, I remember, uh, like, a while back with Shaq, when he he was on the team, he had an injury. I think he had messed up his knee. It was like he only was out for, like, two weeks on that one knee that that was I think had a slight tear. And what he was doing, he was, like, overcompensating to the fact that he basically was putting all this like, weight on the other leg. Correct. And he was then out for, like, four to six weeks because – he was hurt more because he didn't, like, he was just trying to, you know, didn't want to put too much pressure on the injured knee. And so, you know, maybe he didn't trust the knee strong enough to go ahead and go for it. So I can see what you're saying. Like, you got to watch out for that kind of stuff, especially, um, you know, when it comes to the bruise and the range of moment, mo- motion. And so that leads me to um, Trevor Ariza. And so Trevor Ariza has, um, they said, an um, arthroscopic, Debridement. I think I'm saying it right. Debridement um, uh, surgery on his ankle. And um, I did a little research on it, but I still don't know what the world that is about. And, um, and we're waiting on him. He's been out for the whole season, just like Kendrick Nunn has been. And so what is that? Um, can you walk us through what a debridement uh, surgery, or arthroscopic debridement surgery is, and what what yes. is the timetable for him to come out? So uh,
0: uh, arthroscopic, it's, it's pronounced arthroscopic debridement, and debris meaning like debris, trash, so to speak. So when they do a yeah. debridement on an athlete, whether it's a knee or an ankle, it's basically because the athlete has wear and tear in that joint or the ankle, whether it's arthritis, whether it has a bone spur, whether it has scarring, or there's something in there that's been kind of bugging the player, it's been hurting the player, the player hasn't been able to move properly, and every type of thing. So the debridement, they go in there kind of just basically clean up the knee, clean up the ankle, whatever it is, trying to see what's causing it. Um, Now, the other issue is, is how is he reacting to it? Were they able to get everything in there that they were able to get? Does he still have some kind of issues t- type of thing? You know, the, the prime example here was with, um, I think, uh, who's the Mookie Betts with, with, the, with the Dodgers. They, he had a little bit of a bone spur in there. Normally they'll go in there kind of clean it up, but because it was towards the end of the playoff season, they, they wanted to wait and see how he, re- how he reacted on, on that part. Um, so right now, also, you got to consider uh, Trevor Rees is not a young player anymore. He wasn't, hmm. you know, back in the 08, so he's a little bit older, so he probably has other issues going on in there that they're trying to kind of rehab him back and, and, and be very, very careful. Now, granted, when I was there, Trevor Reese was a great player. He was a great player coming off the bench. He's one of our key players coming off the bench when we won that championship against the Orlando Magic, or we did, we did that playoff run. Um, and I've seen him play here and there. Can he still do that like he did? Probably not, but he's a very smart and talented player that he could probably still contribute off the bench. So I'm guessing they want to kind of bring him in slowly and make sure that he's healthy when he does come back.
3: Nice. So it makes sense that maybe they're looking at Trevor Moore as a playoff.
0: Correct. And he is. He, I mean, that's one thing I, I noticed as far as when you get to the playoffs, you want you want players that have been in the playoff you know scenario because they feel more comfortable and, they, and you're able to rely on them more versus players that have never been in that, in that, in that scenario. Because the playoffs in the, the regular season are two complete different worlds. And that's a thing that, that a lot of people don't understand. Round one is different. Round two is more intense. Round three is really intense. And the finals is just like, forget about it. Um, especially if you're a young player, you've never been around in the playoffs and in the media. When you walk out there, that court with the media – it's like hack compared to the regular season. The Regular season, now yeah, you get a couple of minutes here, but playoffs, forget about it. I mean, you the, the pressure that you feel is, is is a little bit intense. So you want players that've been in that environment and they can kind of go with it.
2: Okay, and and, and Marco, so so I guess it would this would, be, would this make sense uh, if we wait until like say we just keep him on on you know on ice uh, you know till we get to the playoffs? Um, the schedule should. Pretty much um, should uh, help um, him in his recovery. You know, not playing. You know, on back-to-back days and playing every other day and stuff like. I mean, because I think he is thirty-six right now. Um, I'm saying that like he's an old guy. Right <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, but um, yeah. So you know, but we're talking about like basketball terms, and so he's. Um, it looks like it's going to help him there. Um, I I don't want to. Saying I don't want to rush him is kind of weird because, like, he's already been out for almost like eight, like nine weeks. Right. Like, so I don't, I still want to make sure that he's right. I mean, because at the end of the day, we're gonna need all hands on del- yeah. deck. It looks like for this season, um, the way things are working out, we need to make sure that everybody's gonna. I mean, because as it's been said, I've been um, on this show, you know, the best ability is availability, and we just want to yeah. make sure that all these guys come back soon. So,
0: yeah. yeah. So it's- and, and I agree with you. I mean, one, one I don't think you can save Turvich completely for the playoffs. Obviously, he has to kind of get some playing time prior to that and kind of get the ball rolling type yeah. of thing. Um, I don't know exactly what are the details that's going on with him. I don't know whether maybe perhaps, hey, you know what, let's wait to the, the all-star break after that and then let's kind of roll you in type of thing. Hopefully, it's not too late by then type of thing. Um, you know, Hopefully, the Lakers, we can pick it up uh, by then and kind of kick it a little bit into gear um, and, and see what happens. Uh, but yeah, like I said, Trevor Reese is 36 years old. He Probably the reason why they have the debridement is because he has some issues in there, whether arthritic, whether bone spurs, whether scar tissue, whatever it is, um, they want to make sure and, and and use him and get him as healthy as possible so he can be be able to do that long run when assuming that we do, they do get into the playoffs and you go to the finals. Gotcha. Oh. Thank you so much,
3: Marco. If you could do us a favor, please let everybody know the best way to keep in touch and to uh, keep up with what you've got going on.
0: Yeah, sounds good. If you guys have any questions regarding injuries, uh, feel free to DM me on my Instagram or follow me at MarcoAnew17. Also, feel free to um, subscribe to my YouTube channel, at Bob Athletic Performance, where I put weekly tips on sports medicine. This week, I just uh, went ahead and dropped uh, IT band syndrome. So if you if ever you're have that little knee discomfort on the side of the knee, go check it out for tips on how to release it, how to dress it, and how to treat it. All right. Thank you so much,
3: Marco. You have a good one. We'll see you next week. Good. Take care. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. So uh, that was Marco Nunez. I believe we had some audio issues on Clubhouse for uh, hearing Marco, and I apologize about that. Uh, Marco is basically telling us that the Lakers are going to be 100% healthy real soon. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and we, we hope, said, right? Yeah, no, he that didn't necessarily hope. say that, everybody. Uh, was but, that a promise? But, but we're hoping that. We're, we're hoping. hoping. That. Yeah, we're hoping <laughs> that. He didn't be, at least he didn't drop any bombs on us like he did last week. Yes. He last last week he, he let it out that he saw a text that – or a tweet that possibly this was LeBron's last season. Whoa. But we couldn't confirm that. So we did look, but he was like, oh, no. (laughs) He he looked like he dropped a spoiler on uh, Jimmy Kimmel or something, but he was (laughs) like, he shouldn't have done it. He was like, whoops. Oh, yeah. Did I say that? You're live, man. You're live. (laughs) <laughs> All right. So uh, Laker game still going on. So so I'd like to start here. We've got Fredo Cervantes in studio. Yes, Thank you again for joining no problem, Fredo. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. We always love having you on the show. Yeah. Uh, you're Thank definitely you a friend of the show. That's for sure. So uh, what I would like to know is what you've been up to, because I know you've been busy, but tell us a little bit about what you've been up to. And then let's get into the Chargers, because that's been keeping you pretty busy there. Yeah.
4: So, you know, of course, you know, the NFL season's underway mm-hmm. Go, going right there, uh, keeping my eye very close on the L.A. Chargers here, yeah. of course. They are very hot, but I don't know what happened today. I know we'll talk a little bit about that Please. a little bit later. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, guys, you know, the Fredo Show, of course, um, every Sunday, 8, 8 o'clock. it been off the air for about a month now. Um, every, every past Sunday, like I told uh, Jeff earlier this week, every Sunday has been something. It's been Halloween. The following one, I was at the Charlotte and Clipper game. Yeah. And then the following Sunday was my birthday. Uh, the following Happy was, birthday, and, my th- friend, thank you. Happy birthday. And then the following one was Sunday night football, uh, last Sunday, yeah. last Sunday night at the Steelers. So it, it, it's just been pretty busy keeping my eyes, uh, within sports Lakers, you know, a good month, I believe. Um, because there's something I do want to talk when we do get into Lakers about Russell, westbrook why he's going to be very key in winning a championship this year you might be thinking well are, is there really a chance we can win one there is mm-hmm. with russell westbrook really behind the ball but that is something we'll touch a little bit later okay. but Yes, guys, that's something that's been going up, but um, I know you mentioned about the Chargers. Um, yeah, tell us about the Chargers a little bit. Yeah, so a little, a little bit of summary. You know, we're already mm-hmm. ending week 12 today. We mm-hmm. ended week 12. There's another big game going on right now between the AFC and the Baltimore Ravens and the Cleveland Browns, but the LA Chargers themselves, they've really had a very hot start. I don't know if you guys remember. They started four and one, mm-hmm. uh four and one after beating the Raiders on. And I'm looking at the Raider head. I'm I'm kind of just like,
3: well, I'm pretty sure you yeah, know what happened. In Raiders, yeah, yeah, what happened. <laughs> I know what happened, man. He <laughs> saw what happened <laughs> on October fourth. He was there, he on, was there. He at, was there. At, at SoFi oh, Stadium. Yes. Man. Yes.
4: Especially at the beginning. I mean, it, it, the electricity came down and it hit us hard. Everything I mean, went off right there.
2: I knew it was an omen when it was like thundering and lightning. And I'm right. like, okay, we playing the Chargers, and it literally lightning bolts. I up. mean, okay. Right. So that, that was a crazy <laughs> night. That's been a
4: crazy time. But, you know, talk, talking about the Chargers, it's Justin Herbert. If you guys have been seeing what Justin Herbert's been all about, mm-hmm. uh, even last season when he took over after that horrific uh, bad injection to uh, Tyra Taylor. Then all of a sudden, hey, get get in there, kid. Fifteen minutes prior to kickoff against the Chiefs at home with no fans. Um, that was a very good game. But from there till today, he's just been one of the best NFL quarterbacks that you can really see. Because what, what you see in this guy right here, a lot of people say, hey, that's Peyton Manning right there. Mm-hmm. That's Peyton when he was in the second year. It his their games look very very similar. If you guys really seen, yeah, what, I, Peyton I, I've What, seen what that. else? In what ways? <laughs> I mean, just. They stay under control. They don't feel like they're under pressure every single time. When you look at a quarterback, you feel like once he starts seeing the pressure coming off this side or this side, they're getting out of the pocket. He's staying... Calm in the pocket, that's something that's very hard for a lot of quarterbacks to have because Mm -hmm. the moment you start running around, you're gonna run, you're gonna get hit, fumble. There goes all those fumbles, interceptions, bad throws off one leg, and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Justin Herbert just stays calm in the pocket, and when he does get off the pocket, he's a lot more dangerous. I saw a very good statistic earlier today on TV as you know, I was watching the Chargers when they were facing out the Denver Broncos, they said that his routes outs Once he steps out of the pocket he i mean his percentage is it's crazy it's like 80 completion passing um mm-hmm. leads the yards and you know running off the pocket so he's just very dangerous once he does get out of the pocket mm-hmm. but he's very calm staying in the pocket so that's what makes him very good especially the old line too as well right i mean the old line is just terrific they got four new starters this season compared to what they had last year um so this team is very, very good under a, a young coach and Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley, 38, uh, he's 38 years old. Uh, McVay's also 38, if I'm correct. So you got two young head, head yeah. coaches here in L.A. In LA. Um, and, of course, today, I'm pretty sure you guys saw the news today. We yeah. we saw Mr. Uh, USC finally made a big splash. Yeah, That was um, – Lincoln Riley, and was. he's
2: actually 38.
4: He's actually 38, right? <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of young coaches here in, in L.A., but the L.A. Chargers do seem to be – right now – Big loss today against, uh, you know, a division team in the Denver Broncos. Um, you don't really know where you're going to go after you guys. Six and five Raiders, six and five Broncos, six and five Chargers, seven and four uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Wh- wh- what do you think uh, with the AFC? Because it started pretty hot. Right? Um, and, and AFC, right now
2: we're stuck. I mean, AFC West is it used to be It was At first, I was thinking with the D division. Right. Uh, when it started the season. Um, but right now everything i mean the whole afc is kind of like turned upside down with mm-hmm. derek henry, henry getting hurt right um you know and they were leading the pack we we had we thought that we that the um Buffalo Bills are going to be better than what they are. They're Mm -hmm. dropping some games that they should be winning. Um, The only ones that look like they're consistent are the uh, Ravens, and they won today uh, against the Browns. So now they're 8-3, and and they're number one in the AFC right now. But as you can say before, I mean, I don't want to call it mediocrity. I just say – I would say it's more parity. It's like a lot of teams that can beat each other up. And, and that's what you're seeing the effects of. It's not like the NFC when the NFC have a couple of front runners. Right. Uh, the AFC is really more tightly contested. And so, um, I mean, going just to the game, you were talking about the Broncos. I mean, I just chalk it up as a fluke. I mean, um, the Broncos play good defense, though, and they also have good um, DBs. And so mm-hmm. when you have those DBs, that like to press. Um, you know, those guys got to get off. I mean, I love Keenan Allen. I love Mike Williams. Um, but sometimes, you know, as big as Mike Williams is, he should be getting off a lot better off the line of scrimmage than he does. Uh, Kenny Allen is a route-running fool. I mean, he knows how to run routes, so I'm not worried about him. But if you have him under control, and then your number one receiver from pretty much that is like Cook, you know, it's like, you know, it's it's, it's it should be more there. I mean, and I think they're getting it. And, um, I mean, it's only year two for for um, Herbert. So yeah. I think it's, uh, you know, sky's the limit in terms of him. I mean, I would, I wish we had him.
4: <laughs> I mean every other team says that I mean we wish we have him and he gets compared a lot to Patrick Mahomes You're like well after Pat- Patrick who who's who's a better quarterback right now you have a lot of great guys of course tom brady still in the picture right i mean who who thought you can't we would, count him out you right. can't count him out to no. win 2025 20, or so three more years dude he's, i mean you know how oh,
3: you brady. can't count him out until you actually see proof that he's aging right and he's after just, he's his just his coming staff. off a of super bowl last yeah. year yeah you just can't just he could be 65 and you still have to <laughs> you can't count him out until he actually uh, you see it with right. your own eyes at right. this point he's earned that he's yes. earned that that's mm-hmm. for sure um with the chargers now uh I have a question for yeah, you. Okay. So I know that you've probably been following the Chargers a bit closer now that they've come to L.A. Pat, maybe you can uh, fill in a little bit here. But what I, I've heard when when the Chargers were coming here, I heard a lot about the ownership, uh, Spanos and this and that, and them maybe possibly getting in the way of success. What are they doing different? That is, are they allowing it? Have they just not put their foot in their mouth yet? What's going on there?
4: So with ownership, so this is a funny story because you just, as soon as you said ownership spanals, it it came back to my mind. Um, About two months ago, prior to the season starting, uh, there was a major story that broke out, um, a little more insight in what really happened and what's happening right now at the moment because it seems like, Of course, you guys might might look at the bus situation, what happened a few years ago when, you know, genies took over the show, brother, sister, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Same situation happening right now. Um, But right now, um, apparently one of the Spandell's brothers or sisters, they're in debt of, I mean, this is a ridiculous number. I don't even want to say because I forgot the number. It's ridiculous. And so they're like, well, the only way we're going to get off of this situation is by selling the team. So there's a battle within the organization right now in the family they're trying to sell the team i mean it's a story that's really not being covered as much Mm -hmm. but that is really happening right now as we as we sit here and talk i mean Mm -hmm. they're trying to find a way to sell the team even though they're you know dean spano he's like nope not selling we're keeping it everybody else wants to sell Mm -hmm. so that's something that's going on right now which is something that i'm surprised it doesn't really get much um attention Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. because a story like that should get a lot of attention yes so when you look at that, you, you can see, well, who's going to maybe buy this, you know, organization now, who's now with SoFi Stadium, what comes with this? Same thing that happened with the Clippers back then.
3: Well, you have to assume, Pat, that that if that's the case, the people that are now screaming for to, hey, let's sell the team, they knew that they were going to do that, and they wanted to push this team to L.A. just to increase the value. Oh, mm-hmm. 100%. I mean, so, that was
2: the move. I mean, the move was to increase um the, the, the franchise uh, value. I mean, once you go from – the San Diego market to the LA market, you automatically mm-hmm. put a billion. You can't dollars. lose yeah, even yeah, if you, you don't yeah. gain a,
3: a one
2: yeah. new fan. You just, right, you've still gained You know to Donald that. Sterling this thing yeah. if you have to. I mean, Donald Sterling was doing the write offs and he had a you know basically his, his, his you know the Clippers were making money for him. Even though the Clippers sucked on the court, he was still making money on the Clippers. Same thing with Spanos. Spanos go moves the team to LA. He's going to make still money mm-hmm. on the Clippers. Even mm-hmm. though there were no people in the in the, in the stands, he still now what I see right now, and which I think is a great approach, is the way they're like, okay. We're gonna let the Rams have this market right now. Like they they cause the market because the Rams are doing all this like extra stuff, right? They're doing all the bells and whistles. they just, it's pretty much championship bust. You can tell by their, their 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 way they're moving. Uh they're trading first round picks for proven players. They're in win now mode. What you call it? I mean, um the Chargers are looking like they're like, okay, if that's the case, we're gonna keep it, we're gonna build organically, we're gonna get our pieces in place, and we're gonna be just a solid football team. And when the, when the Rams collapse, which looks like, I mean, if they don't hit on these picks, if they don't hit and they don't get to the championship within the next couple of years, then everything they are doing right now is off or not. And it just doesn't make any sense how they're going to recover from that when they don't have any draft capital. So you now have, you know, the, the Chargers biding their time, letting the market come to them. And what the only way you can do that is by winning. And if you win and you got a hot shot quarterback, you pretty much at this point got the best quarterback in the city because I mean Stafford is Stafford, but he's, he's not a older. Yeah, he's a little older. older there's no so there's no potential. There. You have the brightest future. Yeah, you have the brightest future. So you just stay the course. Quarterback wise. Yeah, you stay the course. You got Eckler, you got some pieces. Like stay the course, you know, and, and and things will work out. You just gotta win in LA.
3: That's what the main thing is. You have to win. It he's, is. It's winner go home. Um What are you seeing about L.A. fans as far as, you know, because we bring that up. The fans are are win or go home. We are definitely demand. L.A. is a demanding market. But they had not had a team in a long time. Okay, Uh, hold on
2: a second, guys. Yeah, I see see this. See, look, see, this is what what I'm talking about right now. See, I know, I mean, I'm just, I I don't want to hijack the segment right now. But I'm looking at this game. I mean, they're they're fouling. But why are we at, why is it 104-108 in the fourth quarter? when Lakers, they up by like twenty know. points and, and, and almost like eighteen they points. Had, and like, you knew it was going to happen, and this that. and look, wow. look, man, look, we're gonna. And, okay, <laughs> I'm ready to go. Wow. I'm God. like, look, man. So, go, Pat. no, no, I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, we're gonna talk. We're gonna keep on talking a little football right now, but at the same time, um, I mean, we life gotta get blanket. back into this game. We gotta get back into the Lakers because this oh, right now, man. this is the life. Now we have to watch us go against mediocrity. Te- you know, just mediocre teams and s- scratch and claw for wins this is at home, home. with a, with a at squad. home and the problem is it's with, the with squad. lebron and it's a, with the squad you know what i'm saying it's not like back in the day when we were kind of like yo here we go guy just you know hey chris mims you know he's doing hey, you know chris he's, mims. He's, he's he's oh man he had a nice game and rebounds you're like you're happy about that hey brian grant you're doing your thing there guy Right, you know, right. like the, you know that that squad. You know, oh, Karan Butler, man, he's really a party. He's the piece from the. He's the piece. He's really the piece from the trade. You know, we're trying to talk ourselves into this stuff. We had no squad, but we were able to go ahead and call some wins out. Now we got a squad right now, no excuses, and, and it's just no excuses right now. And I'm all, t- I'm all out, I'm all out of excuses. I mean, I tried to make some before, they didn't work. It's all backfiring on me. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm at this point. I'm, I'm at a loss. I think. Look, man, I'm just going ahead and say, man. we're going to have to fire the coach dude. All right, him. Nope, that wasn't it. That wasn't oh, Nope, nope yep, that it. wasn't it.
3: Find it. Nothing. There <laughs> it is.
2: All right, the sound Find effects. It. That's your okay. job. You usually do yes, the sound effects. Okay, effect, so, so yes, but yeah, at the same time, like, you know, uh, we'll have our editor edit that out.
3: Yeah. <laughs> that producer, <laughs> producer. Producer.
2: Our producer. <laughs> <a> producer. <laughs> Who's that producer? Uh, Jeff. <laughs> exactly. um, no, um, but yeah, I think it's time, dude. I think it's time. I mean, you, you have to hold
4: them accountable. You got to hold him
2: accountable at this point. What do you think, Fredo?
4: Well, I'm sorry good, to take no, over. No, good thing Hazel that you brought that <laughs> up because <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> that, that is something that I've been thinking about this week. And just looking at the bad loss on Friday night, I mean, mm-hmm. just watching that game itself. It's just reminding me of that 2012 2013 year where we try to build with Steve Nash, Dwight Howard, Mike Dantoni. Dantoni overplaying Kobe Bryant, you know, rest in peace. Great. He overplayed him. Achilles happened this year. LeBron played 50 minutes on Friday nights. I mean, he's 30s. he's about to be 37, I believe mm-hmm. he is. He can't be playing 50 goddamn minutes. Mm-mm. He just cannot be <laughs> not doing for, that. Not for that Mm-mm. win. No, no. Not especially, for that, especially win. that He should be sitting in the fourth. Thank you. He should be. And one thing that I noticed during the third quarter, right? No, it was second uh, second uh, overtime. Second overtime. During the second overtime, there was four possessions in a row where LeBron got the ball inbound and gave the right to West, Got the ball, gave it right. He was tired. Mm-hmm. He was just tired, tired. And you see what happened in the third overtime. He just didn't have it. Mm-hmm. I mean, not just him, everybody else. But you cannot allow LeBron James to play fifty minutes. Yeah. And simple, you just can't. No. you just can't. No.
2: and that, and and that's where and going back to what we're, just, we're we're talking about. I mean, it's just you have a squad now. Why why is he playing fifty
3: minutes? You know, it's, it's right. It's, and, and well, because so the squad is not performing. Well, yeah, and so it's, uh, so, I'm so this supposed squad that we have is is actually not a squad. No, it's not. It's so not. so that's the truth, and it's being shown now we've seen this before we were talking about coaching and so forth, but when you, when you say, okay, let's fire Vogel. And I'm not against that at this point. I think Vogel's been exposed. Of course. I I think he's been exposed. I think the problem that you have right now is, and it doesn't matter. The championship is there, but everyone who says, Oh, the bubble was a fluke. But Vogel is kind of kind of making that a legit argument or more legit. And, um, so let's let's just say okay so Vo- Vogel takes the heat right now because you're not going to trade players they're, you're not going to get anything for these players. Yeah, no. So so Vogel takes the heat, fine. You fire him. Who takes his place? Are they better? Who's out there? What it, I mean when you when you you have a vacancy now you've got this void you, you want to bring Luke back you know yeah right is uh. available he's by available. the way is available um, who exactly are you bringing someone up from the bench what exactly where are we going with that because. And and it's not like just any team. Mm-hmm. It's a LeBron team. So it's very hard to find a coach that even wants to run mm-hmm. that squad, yet alone can do it successfully. Mm-hmm. So we're saying get rid of Vogel. But everyone who, who says, oh, these are problems, do that. But what is the solution? Yeah, we don't.
2: We, I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, like,
3: I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, but I don't have a
2: solution. I'm just looking at the situation. And it's like, okay, if I stay on this same course, like, I don't – I mean, we're in the seventh seed right now. I mean, I know in about, like, mid, like early – like, start of last week, you start hearing, like, basically a lot of the glass half have a half, half full arguments. Like, they still wanting to have games out of the fourth spot. Like, you know, you heard that. Yeah, stuff, but it's like, drifting. And you're looking at the, the standings. The first like, is getting further. Right, I'm looking at the standings like – but we in 7th place though. Like I mm-hmm. get that. I mean, I get that. Yes, and you think about that, you know, sunshine pumping. Yes, I get that. But we're still in 7th place. And so now we're below 500. We're scratching for wins against teams like the Detroit Pistons at home. At home. Um, you know, it's just it's just really hard to watch that and and I know we were talking earlier about Trevor Ariza and Kendrick Nunn, but that's not going – that's not going – I mean, look, do we need defense on the wing? Yes, I think. But, but that's not that's the that's difference That's not maker. going to be the difference maker, no, I don't wow. think. No way. Um. And, and then it goes into, like, okay, if you – you traded out defense for offense, basically, this offseason, right? You did that. You traded yep. out defense for offense. And so you essentially took whatever – Advantage that Vogel felt that he was basically a defensive-minded coach, and you pretty much gave him offensive players. So, like you were saying, he's being exposed because he doesn't know what the hell to do with offensive players. Now, you know, you know, give him some dogs, give him some like some Dobermans out there. He's gonna go ahead, he'll crush you, and right? he'll go ahead and trap you. He'll he'll get that game into a point where in, it's gonna be a defensive fourth quarter, and he's gonna they're going teams gonna make plays, but we don't have that now. And we need to be able to use our strengths and, you know, and showcase those strengths. And he is just incapable, I think, at this point.
3: Fredo, is it time? Can we finally say they're jumping on LeBron's back right now, celebrating this win and and knocking them out? I don't know if they score, like, his millionth point or something. Um, Fredo, can we finally say that preseason does matter Everyone who's sitting there going, oh, it's only preseason. Dude, we went winless. We are we're trying to keep positive. You know, for us, the Lakers preseason is usually a precursor to how the season's going to start. If they come out strong, they play strong. When they come out losing, it's a culture. You, you learn to accept it. Can we finally get past the preseason it means nothing, at least with the Lakers squad. Well, it does definitely
4: mean something. You definitely need that preseason time, in order, especially when you have a lot of uh, new players on your team. But it doesn't fit for this Laker team because of the age. I mean, when right. you look at these guys, you know, you have a, a greater chance of them getting hurt if you play them during the preseason. So you're going to be like, no, you know what? I'm going to keep them on the side, wait till the season actually starts when it really matters. Mm-hmm. If it was a young team... Mm-hmm. I mean, throw him in there, you know, and start playing game one, uh, game of the preseason, like if it's a real deal. Yeah. But for this team, I don't think it works. But one thing you did say, Pat, about Frank Vogel, how he just kind of seems like he lost it. I personally feel after watching Friday night's game, watch a little bit of the first half today as I was coming over here. I think he lost the group. I think he lost the team. I think that's very key that. He just lost his team. This team's not buying in. Otherwise, there were so many defensive mistakes and just being lazy on mm-hmm. the court. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're the head coach, I'm pretty sure you pointed those things out early in the season. Right. You should not be doing that a CO month later. You right. know? So things like that, I feel like, well, if you're not going to pay attention to the coach, you're not going to hustle out there. You're just lazy out there. You're losing games, mm-hmm. especially with the type of team that you have. Yes. I mean, this is, what, six, seven, a future Hall of Famers one team. So when you look at that you see that he lost it. He's done. One guy I do want to bring up to the table, which I feel like it's going to come out of nowhere. You'll hear the name around, but I feel like he might be king. You might be like, well, he might be out of the game. Kurt Rambis.
3: That's funny. Kurt, That's the name that
4: came to me. Kurt Rambis. When you when you think about what Kurt Rambis means to the Lakers from back in the 80s to what he did with Phil Jackson throughout the years winning what five, five rings under mm-hmm. Phil Jackson here with the Lakers and Kobe f- – I think he can really get it done, even though he didn't have success in Minnesota. He didn't have success in New York. He can do it here now, especially because he is a very key voice in the Lakers uh, organization right now. He's a very key voice next to Rob Palenka. So maybe Rob might just turn the keys and be like, hey, you know what, Kurt, take this. Even though LeBron, I don't know how he's going to feel about that. But Kurt Rambis might be a guy that I feel he can handle personalities. And he's already inside the group. He's already inside, knows what's going on everything but i feel that like kirk rambis might be a cool guy who can maybe take over right now i
2: mean like you said he's definitely in there and 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 i mean
4: <laughs> is Kurt rambis a championship coach i don't know if it made him choke right there pat right but, that, but, no but no, he I might mean, not I mean, be i mean and, and
3: if we do i mean I, I, I look i like kurt like you said he's dedicated his life he's loyal lakers this and that but if we, if they end up putting Kurt into this team mm-hmm. and he takes over for Vogel and we do win a championship, you are going to hear that this was a LeBron squad. Kurt, just oh, yeah. came, I mean, this talk about even more, you're going to hear right, that LeBron right. coached mm-hmm. this team to a championship. Um, but I really don't know who's out there, with the exception of, of course, you named him, who Kurt worked with. Phil Bill Jackson.
4: Jackson. No, no. I mean, I, I... Of course, after calling LeBron and his group, uh, you know those words he used back then. I'm pretty sure LeBron doesn't, won't like that. But I'm pretty LeBron sure he might be like, you know, MJ, Kobe. LeBron wants
3: to win. Come over here, Phil. LeBron wants to he win. Okay, so if Kobe if can say okay after the book. Uh huh. LeBron well, yeah, can say yes. Okay, but, but, but I'm, look, here's the technicalities. Bring it yeah. up.
2: No 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 go for it cuz well, I
3: was going to say I'm like yeah you bring him in first of all he doesn't have a preseason to institute his offense right. his offense is completely oh different. my God. none of his coaching staff is here you'd have to assemble all that so he would need time to do that but who knows if that's working behind the scenes um but I don't believe Phil Jackson is a mid season I mean coach. he was
4: he was pretty close in a qu- and coming in when they when when they got Mike D'Antoni. Mm-hmm. Well, was in no, in the He was in the to November he was supposed to so he, he was the
3: buddy healed he was he was,
4: <laughs> uh, he, he was about to come mid-season <laughs> yeah. that year to yeah. try to take over. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about what eight years later, yeah. um, how his health is and what shape he's in right now. Can he really travel up and down? Maybe Kurt Rambis might be the guy that might travel with the
2: see. Team. Are we doing that? Because remember, that was a rumor that the reason why we didn't hire him because he was trying to do that, right? Right, yeah. When he was like, he wasn't gonna travel, it was gonna be like he was gonna go and just do the home games, and then they are gonna have his squad go over there and just do the home- road games. And I'm yeah. like, eh. You need continuity. I don't think that's going to work. Now, one thing I'm because I I love Phil just like the next person. Like I love me some Phil, right? And but like you said, triangle offense is really hard to learn. Period.
3: And to be able to
2: learn it on the fly, don't know the IQ of that team. This team right now is that high? Now Rondo will get it. You know LeBron will get it. You know what I'm saying? Well, there's players that get it. it. Obviously, right? He'll be be (laughs) coach on the floor. Um, But. If we're talking about Popovich and how like, we think that Popovich is not in tune with today's player, oh, yeah. I can't see how in the world that Phil Jackson is going to be any in
3: tune. He pretty much incinerated that at the Knicks when he so, was in the, the offices there at the Knicks, pretty much incinerated any understanding of player Culture these no, days. I just don't see how he can come in and and coach the young kids. Like not not
2: young kids, but just like. But we don't have a young. We team. have we have veterans, so and of course not, his name they, resonates okay. with these
3: people, with these players. But every single player on that squad would listen to him if he came. Right. I just. We gotta get you got. to he's you the get one. Hamlin, he's you the, get the whole band. He's back together, the like. one coach that that you would actually say for sure would not bow down to LeBron and would hold him accountable. Right. Sure. Is there any other coach that you can think of maybe that Popovich isn't coming? I mean, what about Coach K? He's about to leave Duke. I mean, and is he? Is, he, he comes,
0: but he's not, like, not going to come in the next
2: season. But see, OK, but going back to LeBron, like, like, I want to say that, you know, we need a coach to hold him a pro, a little, uh, accountable. But I'm thinking like. For what at this point? Because I'm looking at right now in the court, he's
3: the best player we got now by, by far. It's everyone else that needs to be by like, far. You know what? Like, I wouldn't
4: be against Byron Scott again. Oh no. 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 no, I wouldn't be against him. I mean,
2: hey, that's where we're be at too now. Exhausted
3: to play the games with those practices. That, that's where we're at now.
2: You talking about trying to get ran in the You're ground? Talking
3: about practice. Practice. Oh my god. <laughs> Not, <laughs> yeah, no. Not the game. I, I don't want Byron.
2: I I'd take, take a, a, a worthy. <laughs> I'll keep. I'll keep worthy. I'll put worthy for the rest. I'll keep voting. Yeah, over that team. one, I'll just keep voting. I mean, on. at the end of the day, I think we're going
4: to have to because, well, again, what's up? I mean, again, and then, but you know, I, what don't, don't, be, don't be surprised if we have a new coach by Christmas night. Don't be surprised. Man, okay. I mean, well,
2: I mean, if we're three, four games under 500 by Christmas, if we're going in there looking like 10 and 15, 10, and 16, 17, whatever the game will be, if we're like going on a losing streak, yeah, he might not make it to Christmas because, I mean, how can you? What, Even what this that? Friday night, we got the Clippers at home. Yeah, and and a, and a good blowout, and I mean, hey, the Clippers got blown out today. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's not forget um, so. that. Put that out there. No, I, I'm definitely. No, but put yeah, that.
3: but if 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 the Clippers if the Clippers come in,
4: <laughs>
2: don't forget that,
3: and beat this squad <sighs>
4: with no Kawhi, just PG, Terrence Man, Zubats. I mean, if they
3: do come and do and that, and Tyron Lou, the one that that we didn't hire. I I mean, mean, they've got things to prove. He didn't want to come for the year. Yeah, I know. But they still, they didn't give him the money. They didn't give him the contract. They could have the same deal with Caruso. Oh, (laughs) They didn't give him the money. They didn't give him the contract. And don't
2: forget about Monty Williams. Don't forget about Monty
4: Williams.
2: (laughs) Don't forget about that one, too. But if we look
4: at it right now, we see Tyron, we see Monty, and we see Vogel, who got the chip.
2: Yeah. And that's the thing. Are we saying that those others wouldn't have got the chip? <laughs> like,
4: I Me, mean, I
2: uh, who, like, uh, who knows? Who knows? Very tough. I just, I mean, unless were, unless that defense—I mean, like, like I can't—that that bubble defense was hot. That's I ain't gonna lie, right. that defense was on another level.
4: it's um, just had this bond that that month. They had a bond that just just was not going to be touched. Yeah. Broken. Yeah, it, was, it mean, was. Yeah, of course, it was maybe because of Kobe's situation, but you know that was yeah, something
3: that kind of kept I think, them together. Yeah, I just think. Uh, I, I think LeBron's experience in that uh, seeing that moment and knowing that this is different than any other time mm. in, in NBA history and they have an opportunity, even if they're not maybe the best team, they can do it just by coming together and being the most consistent. And they did that. They did that. So it really was the most consistent team in the bubble. Um, that's why I think THC is so good to be honest with you, because this guy as a rookie, was encapsulated in a bubble with the best in the world, couldn't leave, couldn't go to clubs, couldn't go have fun. All he did was sit there and learn basketball with LeBron James, the best players in the world. He had no choice. There was no distractions for all of those months that he was in there. Mm -hmm. Um, You cannot put a price on that, Mm -hmm. I think. And I think it'll pay huge dividends, huge dividends. And I think they know that. That was an investment. That's why they're keeping THC. And I'm a huge fan of THT, but, yeah, you know, they've said that they could no have they traded THT, um, that that was a, a key piece we know that other teams are going to want. Um, but uh, I really think that Well, they, talking so, about trade, I did hear something.
4: I'm not sure if you guys got a chance to listen to this, but I I don't like it. I'm pretty sure a lot of people will like it. I'm pretty sure both of you two would be up for it. This is maybe going to lead me to Russell Westbrook. On December 14th, you're eligible to trade every single player on your Mm -hmm. roster. As of right now, you're limited to who you can move. Mm -hmm. By December 14, you'll be able to move Russell Westbrook in that gigantic contract. Mm -hmm. Do you really want to move a hometown kid, UCLA kid, out of this team, the way this team's been playing with him and AD and LeBron? Maybe. Who might be available? Damian Lillard, Ben Simmons. Would any of those two guys fit better
3: with LeBron and AD
4: than Russell Westbrook?
3: Lillard's a no-brainer. You you do that. But
4: Simmons? I mean, he's a clutch sports. You look at Ben Simmons, he's a clutch sports. He's not going to play nothing out there. Or maybe John Wall. I mean, John Wall ain't nothing right now. We saw what happened, a story that maybe broke out earlier today by Woj. He said that, you know, Houston's not going to deal with him. They're not going to give him the playing time that he wants. He wants to be a starter. He might still have something in a tank Mm -hmm. in John Wall. So oh, what nine years in the league so far? Yeah, he's gone through his injuries. So, so
3: what? What spot are you trying to fill? Ball handler? What? Are you, what are you trying? to Well, what you,
4: that's what I saw and heard about Russell Westbrook maybe being traded after this, using that money and that contract for mm-hmm. one of these guys. I won't do that. I'm, I'm a person yeah. that would want to keep Russell Westbrook here because I feel like he. Let's is see. Let's see here if we're, I uh, think we're
3: going to keep him. Let's see if uh Jay is available here mm-hmm. on Clubhouse. Let's go to Clubhouse really quick. Andre, are you there? <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Let's go. Let's talk. You're yes. in. You're you said the in. word Westbrook. I knew we you were man. energized. Hi guys. Hi. Hey. How are you, sweetie? So, so we squeaked out a win. How did you feel about it?
1: Terrible, but yeah. nonetheless. Um, uh, do you want me to expound on that, or we? Oh, you, yeah. Go definitely.
2: ahead. No, no. Please. We we're no, we talking about Westbrook. We're Westbrook. We, we Westbrook.
1: Okay. Uh, first and foremost, um, the win tonight. I, I feel like we had really good momentum when we were up by sixteen, but. In great Laker fashion, we always let the foot off the gas, uh, take the foot off their neck, like, and let them back in the game and give these terrible teams hope. And this is my problem. We hold everybody subpar except for two players on the opposing team, but we only win by four. You've got to be kidding me. Mm-hmm. We need to start taking care of the ball, making our free throws, and keeping the momentum on defense. We played actually not bad of a game. We just can't be letting them in the game. Nonetheless, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing an improvement, surprise, surprise, in Russell Westbrook. I think he's getting it a little bit. Mm-hmm. It might be too slow for us, though. So I really wanted to chime in on the additional piece that we could bring into L.A. Please. You guys are going to be so shocked by me, but I think Damian Lillard is far-fetched. Of course, that would be the perfect fit. I think we would all be in agreement. If there's anybody that wouldn't pick him first, you're crazy, right? Mm -hmm. Second piece, yo, forget John Wall. I don't even know if you'll be able to walk to the bathroom without breaking (laughs) your knees, right? So (laughs) I'm going to go for Ben Simmons. I'm going to go for the guy that has the same body type as LeBron, has higher IQ, can distribute, make a better AD, a better Dwight Howard, a better DeAndre Jordan next to him. Not going to clog the paint because there's no offense called for our big men, right? He's going to play great with the second unit that gets to run faster. Can you imagine like a Malik Monk getting more minutes next to a THT with uh, Ben Simmons running the distribution next to Carmelo? Oh, my God, he can run the five. And then he can help us on our defensive end as well. We don't look as bad, so I'm thinking either Dame or Ben at that line. If we can't pull off, I'm talking about a perfect winning streak moving forward, no losses. Yo, we gotta we gotta bite the bullet. This is year 19. LeBron's gonna be 38. We got stuff to do. We got mm-hmm. stuff to win. You you need to go on ahead and pull the trigger.
3: All right. So so is there a way to revisit the healed? deal with Westbrook now is there an, is there any possible way to go back you
1: remember you remember that time that uh Rondo spit in CP3 face yeah
3: <laughs> that was it
1: <laughs> that's, that's exactly what the Lakers did what to Buddy Hill.
3: feels like yeah that's
1: exactly what that would be like he would be like are you serious like <laughs> if my agent answers the phone to take your call I'm firing him I think Buddy <laughs> Hill is off of us All it right. would be nice but I think he's
3: off of us. All right. All right. So so you're still going. So so what if, if you're getting getting rid of You're making that trade? Because if they're not uh, turning the corner here soon, like you said, you, you bring up Ben Simmons. Are, are you giving LeBron the ball? Is he our ball handler? What is your plan? Yes,
1: he's always the ball handler. Okay, I So think just accept just it. Put-
3: take it and move forward.
1: Yeah, I just think that Ben Simmons, the reason why I wasn't working in Philly, he needs to play a point forward. He Mm -hmm. needs to move to a forward position. And if he does that, we can literally get A.D. off the floor sometimes, push him to the five. He can see less minutes, too, and so can Braun. You can interchange that piece of Ben Simmons. That's what makes him so great. He himself can literally help both A.D. and Braun interchangeably.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe that. Um, and and what going back to what you were saying about just him able to play defense. I mean, that's one we need. We don't have anybody to have like a defensive. I mean, like straight mentality, like there's going out there, that's going to get on the floor, that's Like who's our who's our Crusoe here? I mean, He's our stuff. I know we got Reeves. Are we really waiting on Reeves? I mean, I mean, really, energy. Yeah. I mean, are we really waiting on that? Like, I mean, who else is getting nah, on the floor? It's was,
1: Kendrick. None.
2: I'm I hoping. I mean, I'm just hoping because at this point in time, like we're just a poverty franchise. Like, we're just begging. We're out there begging. Like we're just for who, any like anybody, anybody could help out. I mean, because it's like we have out there right now. I even saw what it wasn't the, um, the Kings game. It was a game before it. I forgot who we played. And LeBron played the five better than AD was playing the five this year. And I was 80. like, are you kidding me right now? I mean, like, look at look at LeBron. Look at LeBron. Six nine, playing the five.
3: Yeah, I he mean, could do that. He could play I any. mean,
2: but I mean, but he's playing IQ, it. Right? But he playing, yeah, he's playing it. And it's like kind of like, guys, everybody gotta step the game up. And I don't like, look, I love me some A D and I'm happy he's healthy, but I'm something is about something about his language, what he's saying. Um, I and it's almost felt like he has nothing else to prove. And I know he was on this This revenge tour, it looks like, but the wins are not showing. So it's like, you know, he can be on the revenge tour, he could be doing his thing, but if the wins are not showing up, so now he's not as enthusiastic because if he had a record that was like, I gotta maintain this, you know, this 18 and 5 record, you know, he'll be like, okay, I gotta keep my numbers up. I gotta make sure we're all on the same page. But now he's losing, he's taking these L's. LeBron wasn't in there, and he doesn't seem like the leader that we need him to be. Him it to as be. personal as we'd like. Yes, to. it's like, you know, people are, like, getting mad. At and that's what I'm saying, who is the people that I see on the court that is really diving for these balls? I mean, I mean, look, And a- another thing, why are we playing certain people on the court? Like, why are we playing? I'm looking man. Well, I, I was, I was about-
3: on Clubhouse earlier, and hmm. everybody on uh, – Dre, go okay. ahead and chime in. <laughs> Everybody's screaming, what the heck is DJ doing out there? They're, okay, there we go. Everybody's oh, 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 oh. that alone may we get go. Vogel fired. There we go, all on his own. What do you think, Trey?
1: That's that's perfect sense. You know, I'm the first one on that train. The re, I, I don't understand if if Dwight really has beef with AD. I don't know if Dwight Dwight can't be injured. Mm-mm. Um, I don't know what's going on. Why Dwight, a, a future Hall of Famer, can't see the floor.
3: He took the Montres Harrell path, non
1: athletic. I don't know what it is because DeAndre Jordan, after he was, let's, let's be honest with ourselves. DeAndre Jordan was his best self when he was an athletic creature. It's much like the Russell Westbrook story. Russell Westbrook is a great athlete. That's what DeAndre Jordan was. No basketball IQ, nothing like that. You're just a great athlete. His athleticism is gone now. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally when you put Dwight Howard in the game for the same amount of minutes, like you're matching minute for minute with DeAndre Jordan, he doubles the stats mm-hmm. every time. The last game, I think the game before last he had in nine minutes only played, he had eight points, nine boards in assist. and assists. And sometimes we'll get goose eggs from DeAndre Jordan mm-hmm. and like 10 boards and that's it. Like, Literally, we're going to have to make some adjustments. Like, this makes absolutely no sense. DeAndre Jordan, believe, he literally deserves to be out of the league. He doesn't believe he yes. belong in a rock. He's retired. Drum. Oh,
2: wow. He's he should retired. be retired. I mean, he definitely should be retired. And going back to, like, well, yeah, what is – but what is it about vocal and having, like, big men that he can't coach? He's not a big man You know, it's like he's not a big man coach. Like, he can't – like, he has talented big men. I mean, look, I'm not saying that Andre Drummond was great, but – but why does he look a whole lot better over there in Philly than he did here? Like it just—I mean, it just doesn't make any sense, you know. Like, okay, we're trying to force him in on there. We kind of like you know at, at the expense of uh, Harold, and you see Harold's now back to being Harold, yeah, like the yeah, Harold that we yeah, wanted yeah, to, yeah, we do. You know what i so Nothing, and, and so. it's like, wait a minute, man. Like, and then it's like, okay, basically, AD is just like dumping into him and let him go to work.
1: Well, there's so, a difference no. though there. Mm-hmm there's a difference there though because Andre Drummond came to the Lakers right he literally did what he was supposed to do we brought him here for rebounding I think because it was such an issue on offense and we needed more scoring because of injuries it it pointed a hole and he looked he's never been that smart player he's Mm -hmm. always been that player that's going to do putbacks and rebounds and he did that Mm -hmm. I think the problem with him in Philly is He's not asked for much. They have way more firepower, way more defense over there. And ding ding ding. The man is playing for a dog on contract. When money is <laughs> over your head, you play a whole lot harder. You like literally, that's the difference. Mm-hmm. That's literally the difference.
3: I'd like to know. Let's let's go to Fredo here really quick. Fredo, uh, there's a lot of hype. Andrea brought up the possibility. We all know Ben Simmons is not happy. Uh, Questions as to his availability, because he says he's not mentally ready to play, prepared to play. So I'm guessing that's just a kawaiism of, I'm not going to play for this team as long as I possibly can. Um, But that's got to make other teams kind of go, unless they have information in the back, which the Lakers would. Being that course, they have clutch, clutch of course. But what would that trade package look like? What is Philly going to take from the Lakers that the Lakers have for Ben Simmons? Well, of course, you got to throw in Russell Westbrook. Of course, you make the money. Well, they it have works. to take it. Yeah, they have to. They take have it. to want that contract and see how that's going to help with MB. With MB. But
4: honestly, I think that might be a better pair. Um having Westbrook mm-hmm. get in beat. So maybe Philly might look at it and Doc Rivers might look at it and they might be like, oh well, you know, let's let's take it. But who we're gonna take? Of course, you know, one person I would love to take back from Philly besides Ben Simmons is Seth Curry. Just another, I mean, that sure. guy's a shooter. I mean, we yeah. should have signed him in the offseason. We, we, we had, had a we, chance. We had, we had a chance. But I guess money wasn't right, money wasn't wasn't all there. But Seth Curry is another guy who we can, we can maybe steal. But of course, Russell Westbrook, you might have to throw in there. Um Dwight
3: Howard, you might have to go back to Philly one way or another. So now, so now we have Ben Simmons, but we do not have Dwight Howard, and we're counting on DeAndre. Um, to be honest with you guys, um no, no money-wise, no, we don't have to give
1: him up. But,
2: but no one's gonna take anything that we're offering unless I mean. you unless you attach THT to the trade. Do it. I'm saying that is the only do way it. things move. The Lakers are so strapped and they're so desperate, and they know they're trying to offload Westbrook. No, they're not going to just give us Ben Simmons just to give us Ben Simmons. There's no way. No one's no. going no one, to. No nobody or goes something. out of their way no. to help the Lakers. Only only no. Lakers do stuff like that. Only the Lakers will <laughs> trade Shaq. For you know, Brian Grant and and Lamar, and, and, and Lamar. And Lamar Odom <laughs> and Brian, and, you know, and crime Butler. Only we would do stuff like that. You know, we would only take stuff like that. Uh, no, there's no way that we would get get rid of Westbrook if unless THC is with him on the way out. And look, man, if we're if we're holding on to him now, um, like I don't know. I mean, we if you had the opportunity to trade him an offseason to get a better piece, you should have done it then. Um, I agree, too. And so now, gonna, down now. so now you want to keep him, I mean, why trade him again? Like, you know, it's just like it, we're, we're pretty much at a, at, a, at a standstill. I love Ben Simmons on his team. I would love him on his team um, because I think he's going to bring a different intensity. And also, he's going to be able to, like like you said, be that point forward, pushing that rock, getting us in transition – you know, getting the rebound. I mean, doing things that we want Russell Westbrook to do right now. Now, to to be fair though, Andrea, I know we've been on his head the whole this whole season. Um, but of of the of the big three, you know, he's been pretty consistent these uh, past two weeks. Um, getting better. He's been getting better. His turnovers are pretty much been down. I mean, he's always doing that one occasional bonehead play a game. Um, but he, he's he's been a lot better. I'm 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 not satisfied, truly satisfied. But like you were saying, it might be a slow burn. Like we might have to wait. Second half, Russ might. we all hear that, right? Second half, Russ. So I don't know. I mean, I, I'm I want to go ahead and get better, but. It just looks like it's, the cost is going to be too
3: great. Right uh, now. To me, it doesn't sound like we have what it would no, take to be, get No, it's going to be very hard.
4: You might have to use a third team, uh, a fourth team, who knows, whatever they can maybe uh, put up. But you know Rod Palenka always has plan A, plan B, C, and D. Uh, he's going to find multiple ways to try to make it work, especially because he is maybe a Clutch Sports client may be a little easier, especially because he's not getting any any playing time. If he was on the court right now, Mm -hmm. it would have been much harder. But he's not on the court. So Philly's Mm -hmm. literally not doing anything with that piece, just sitting out. Yeah. So they they might just want to see, hey, you know what? Give me Russ, first rounder, second rounder, whatever they can figure out. Mm -hmm. But honestly, the problem is maybe not Russell Westbrook as much as we want to look at it. It has to be Frank Vogel. That is the biggest thing. And it's just like I mentioned earlier. I mean, I don't think the teams uh, bought in. Yeah, they beat the Detroit Pistons by four points today, But
3: like you guys said, this is not really anything special. No, they're not getting the wins they're supposed to get. And, and, and even though they pulled this out, they should have been resting in the fourth. We mm. know this. Okay. Now we know there's, like you said, in the, in the NFL, there's parody. Things are getting better, but not with this squad, mm. not okay. with this talent, Like you said, are we seriously waiting for Ariza? Is that it? If that's it, uh, Vogel doesn't even know how to use him properly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be in trouble if if that's what we're waiting for. Um, I'd like to start holding this squad, specifically the Lakers, more accountable to an entire season, meaning Mm -hmm. that next preseason, it matters. I'm not counting those games, but, yeah, I'm looking for to to build some momentum, Mm -hmm. not go 0-8 because that does carry over. They they literally they they stumbled upon nothing in the preseason. They didn't find anything that worked, and they still are just now barely finding a few things that work. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, Vogel needs that time with his players. Yes. Well, let's see so. if he's even here for the preseason next year. <laughs> yeah, well, well, that's a good question, too. Let's finish that up really quick. We're, we're, we're almost at the end of the show here. I have a question for you. Is it, even if Vogel makes it through the year, is it championship or bust for Vogel? This year? This oh, year. Hell oh, yeah. To, yeah, there's no If they about, make it to the finals and, and no. lose against Milwaukee, but if they turn this around. I mean, no. if, at least if they make it to the Western Conference Finals, yeah.
4: I think that's a pass. But yeah. anything before well, that, it's no. a pass
2: because now we have gotten to the point like anything past the second round is gravy. Right. You know, that's where we're at now. No, even we, maybe in the playoffs right now. Expectations good. are so low right. that now if we get past the second round, we're like, damn, you know, we turned it around. We actually if we would have started a little better, we'd start making excuses. You know what I'm saying? So yes, yeah, if we you make start it, saying, Hey, if
3: we keep this team together next yeah, year, they'll build you know, it. Yeah, but you know, of course chemistry. we know what Polink is gonna do. Right. He's right? gonna, gonna blow it up, up and start again, which is the memo of this. Well, but one thing I
4: don't really believe this is a narrative that's out there. Oh well People are not really scared of the Lakers right now. I mean, honestly, uh, that nobody might be somewhat true, that. but nobody wants to see the Lakers at the end. No one wants to go against LeBron James, Anthony Davis, or Russell Westbrook in the seven-game series. They, know they
3: can. They, it can start clicking. Yeah, we right. all know it can start clicking at any time, which is why we're screaming Vogel. Are right. not screaming. Oh, we're saying Westbrook. This, that, maybe for Simmons. But really, if Simmons wasn't available, we wouldn't be talking right. about that. So, so really, what we're saying is Vogel. And, and that's because we all know the NBA knows players are that they're they're looking right now, going. It's just a matter of time if they get this mm-hmm. going and they click. They're going to they be stay healthy, of course. Yes. You, you well, see what that it, it takes, of course, because that last season in the playoffs, you see, uh, they were up two one against
4: the Phoenix Suns in the first round. Yeah. They were up two one. They were looking good and AD went down and yeah. everything else just kind of went uh downward there two straight losses for the for the Lakers in that game 5 and game 6 which mm-hmm. they lose yeah. at, at home game 6 just it was just bad it's, you just see that when one player is down it's done it's a done deal
2: yeah it, it, yeah it's unfortunate like there's you know we don't have uh you know more uh, I guess, a team to be able to pick up the slack, which is amazing, you would think, because we put all these players together, right? They should be able to, you know, and that's why I'm so surprised at this, like, what happened when LeBron went down. Like, I could have swore, like, the reason why we got uh, West Russell Westbrook is because those two should be able to, take us to where we need to go. And then if AD any out, combination of two of them, yes, if AD is out, the LeBron and Westbrook will be able to go ahead and carry us through those games. And it just like, we're begging old LeBron to come back to be the savior, which is like, at this point, what are we doing? What what are we doing? It shouldn't be that way. Um, I know you were saying about Vogel. Um, I don't, I mean, look dude, Vogel is going to have to have to show a lot. Um, if you're talking about if the championship a bust, I really do believe that. That's the only way he's gonna get another one year uh extension because he's not gonna get multiple years extension. No, no. They're gonna treat him just like they treat the minimum contracts. They're gonna give him one year and an approve it deal yep. and keep proving it. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, um, but one thing that's glaring, you know the Lakers, I think, if I'm not making a mistake, I think the Lakers only won one game this year by
3: more than ten points. Right. So no blowouts, no resting in the against fourth. Houston. Against Houston. No blowouts. So, so that's so where we're at. Everything is difficult.
2: This is great. And when you're watching
3: the games, you're you're watching them. And even though the Lakers may win some and they go on a few small runs, it's always hard for them to score mm-hmm. to get it inside, especially if Rondo's not on the court. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just difficult for them to get into their offense and to get anything going. They usually just pass it around the three-point line. Mm-hmm. They pass it around, pass it around.
2: Yeah, it's just that's – where, that's where I'm thinking, like – we're grinding for these wins. Um, I forgot there was a, a team that. Uh, oh, there was um, the Grizzlies. Um, I guess it was uh, I think John Morant was out, and I forgot I forgot who they're playing, and they were blowing somebody else out. They're blowing him out without John Moran. And I'm they thinking, like, I'm like, hey, you know, it works. It can happen, guys. I mean, it's one guy going out. Doesn't mean that the whole team got to, you know, I mean, I know LeBron is special. I mean, LeBron is one of the greatest. Lakers ever. are at
3: 500, 11 and 11. Dude, right come on, dog. Come Woo. on, dog. 11 and 11. And
2: remember everyone was saying, like, I'm, I mean, we started off kind of slow and they're like, well, you know. It's a small sample size. Like That's twenty by twenty There's games. Twenty, ga- it's always right? that 20 games, That's That
3: is way twenty games. Now they're you saying land that land the again. I was on Clubhouse and, and someone actually said, "I'll worry about it in January." Huh? And you're like, "Come on, man! No, like, man! Like, you're you're no. come on! No, you no, got to worry about it now." And let me tell you something. Yeah. If you start worried about it in January and you ain't seen no progression until then, nothing's gonna all of a sudden click no. and start. It just nope. doesn't work that no. way. No, no, so no. we better see something moving especially forward, especially with Frank Vogel. I don't know. I'm yeah, yeah. We don't expect out. any yeah, miracles. We haven't enough. seen anything from him that's going to tell us something's going to change. So I would officially say that as of right now, Lakers fans and the Profanity Nation is on Vogel watch, mm-hmm. and we're expecting news. Uh, it's rare. It's rare that you can take a loss from a win, but the fact that the Lakers <laughs> barely won this game by four points and we're still fighting. A lot of times you say, can you take anything away from the loss? Mm -hmm. And they say, no, a loss is a loss or whatever. Mm -hmm. But this one is, can you take away from a win? Yeah, that they barely got it and it's still – they're having troubles. Yep. And they have all three players out there. Yep. It's just, it's just it's just terrible. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Andrea, for always joining and taking Woo-hoo! part in the Profanity Nation podcast. Yes, we appreciate it.
1: You're welcome. Thank you guys.
3: Thank you, Clubhouse. Thank you to everybody who joined and watched the show. We appreciate it. Thank you, Marco Nunes. As usual, always kicking it off and doing a great job. Thank you, Mr. Fredo Cervantes. Thank you, guys, it's man, great. for having me on. Please, pleasure. please let everybody know the best way to keep up to date with you yes
4: just go ahead and follow me on instagram and twitter at fredo cervantes f-r-e-d-o-c-e-r-v-a-n-t-e-s follow me there bring you all of my latest thoughts concerns around the league around sports of course i never hold back i will always say what i say and right now i'm saying it Fire Frank Vogel. There it is. There, it. Fire it. Vogel. Fire right now. We
3: are officially on Vogel Watch. Thank you Vogel very watch. much. We'll be back next week and we'll let you know exactly where Vogel went. Uh, <laughs> uh, Hopefully. We'll see. Okay, thank you so much. The Profanity Nation podcast. Thank you on Clubhouse. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week. Yes, sir. Profanity Profanity Nation. Profanity Nation. Podcast for the fans, by the fans. Dive deep into the topics the other shows miss, raw and uncensored.
2: And he's going to play play a team ball. His legacy is at stake.
3: Rare, hard-hitting interviews with players, coaches, and you, the super fans. I'm not hating.
2: I'm like, okay, cool. Good. Three championships in five years. He's more than good, bro. Profanity Nation. Listen live or subscribe on your favorite
3: podcast platform. Powered by Jesse Brown of Keller Williams. The Profanity Nation is now the official podcast of the Los Angeles Lakers fan club on Clubhouse. Be sure to join, over 5,000 strong and growing. Also, text Lakers to 22828 for a chance to win a free t-shirt. Again, text Lakers to 22828 for a chance to win a free t-shirt.